In this episode, I talk to Leslie James about simplified money, a new business model built on the idea of financial advice for all, not just the wealthy. Welcome to episode 102 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. This is the podcast for ideas and inspiration on marketing your business and growing your business and for discussing topics on all things finance. And now, here's your host, Roger Edwards. Hey folks, welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. As always, I'm Roger Edwards, a marketing guy from Edinburgh. I've been doing marketing and working in and out of finance for the last 20 years. Now I help people like you keep their marketing simple, create simple strategies and content and social media plans for growth. On the podcast, I interview experts who give you their insights and ideas on how you can market your business and grow your business. And we talk about issues and topics on all things finance. This week, my guest is Leslie James. Leslie is a director and lead financial advisor at Simplified Money. Simplified Money offers a range of clear, easy-to-access wealth checks and strategies to help people make the most of their money, all for less than £300. She believes intelligent, clear financial advice should be a service available to all, not just the very wealthy. She built Simplified Money to bring such help within the reach of everybody else. We chat about how Leslie and her team built a new kind of financial services business, the challenges they faced getting the business off the ground, and how they are marketing simplified money and their successes to date. So let's get into that interview with Leslie right here on the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Leslie, welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Gotcha. Leslie, we're going to be talking about your business today, Simplified Money. And and I really like the logo, by the way. It reminds me of a 1960s TV series called The Saint, um, that the sort of stick man standing along the side of your words. And and it's be really interesting to discover how you came up with the um, business and, and uh, how you developed the business and indeed how you came up with the concept. But why not tell the listeners of the podcast a little bit about yourself first? What makes Leslie James tick? Okay. Um, well, I, to be honest with you, I don't think um, there's ever been a master plan to Leslie James. Um, I had a fascination, always had a fascination with stock markets. I had an A-level maths in my back pocket and uh, studying at university there were a whole load of insurance companies around our area and I literally got in through a summer job in an actuarial team, would you believe. Right. Um, I think uh, my career, as I say, there was no master plan. I never wanted to run the business. I never wanted to be MD of Prudential or anything like that. It was more really about every job I had was about going after something that I thought would teach me something or mm-hmm. interested me. Um, and I was never going to be an actuary, let's be honest. <laughs> but um, And I never even tried, to be fair. I just got on really well with the people in the business. But um, I found my feet, I think, in marketing. Mm-hmm. Slowly but surely over the years, I've realised that underneath possibly a slightly shyer exterior than perhaps might be sensible for what I'm trying to do, um, there is a bit of entrepreneur- entrepreneurial spirit um, and slowly but surely that's been allowed to develop and um, what comes together in Simplified Money really is all the experience of having worked for a whole range of different people from you know in the actuarial department doing product risk um, through to working for 
large fund manager with billions under management, a small fund manager that's trying to break into the big time, um, a, a, a fabulous marketing and event management agency, which was just us against the world and working with advisors, really. Um, I've had a, a worked in pensions, investments, annuities most recently, um, offshore. Um, and I think that whole bit of everything really makes a whole person um, which suits the financial advice arena. I did give it a go once in the 1990s. I was a bit too immature probably at that point to make a go of it probably. Didn't take the responsibility very well. But um, now I think we're perfectly placed and I'm really, really enjoying what we're doing and loving the whole setup um, and being able to call myself advisor. And so quite yeah. a lot of your background is very marketing orientated. If you look at your, yes. if you look at your LinkedIn CV, I'm, yes. I'm seeing IFA marketing manager, intermediary marketing manager, head of marketing, et cetera, et cetera. So you've got a very strong marketing background. Um, what, what's, um, was that, was that what um, motivated you to become an entrepreneur? The fact that, let's face it, in the financial services industry, marketing <laughs> tends to be one of the last things that people think about, possibly because it's run by actuaries to a certain <laughs> extent. Um, is, it, is it the marketing background that has, has created those entrepreneurial tendencies within you, do you think? I'm not sure whether it was one created the other, which one created the other, to be honest. It probably merges. I probably was in marketing because of them, but then learned a lot more about them as a result of the exposure. Um, it's, yeah, and it's been great. Obviously, also what I have been able to do is sit, sit one step behind the sales line. And as we know, I'm sure you as well as I, the financial services industry as a whole has for a very long time been sales orientation. Yes. There's been very little of that marketing push. Um, very recently, some of that's happening in some of the product areas I've worked in. It's possibly never going to happen. Um, and certainly would have to be, well, one's just had a big bomb put underneath it, which is going to make it happen. They've got mm. no choice. Um, but yeah, so sitting behind those salespeople and watching them, and feeding off their energy has just been amazing. It's been it's been a great experience in all of the different guises, um, and I think I've learned from that and want to do it. Want to do yeah, some of it's so. very it's very interesting um, piece of insight that I've long thought that um, we have marketing departments within life insurance companies, but for a very long time, marketing departments have really just been sales support departments creating sales aids creating uh, presentations etc etc yeah. hopefully that sort of thing's going to change a lot now that we've got so much more access to digital technology which will allow us to create more interesting content like video and audio and things like this podcast for example uh -huh. so hopefully it'll it'll transform because obviously a lot of companies know what real marketing is as opposed to sales support. Sales support is still very important, but I think we need to think about real marketing. Real marketing is about customer engagement and, and creating a relationship with a customer and, and effectively giving the customer products that they want to buy and, and service and engagement that they, they want yeah. to deal with. So let's have a chat about simplified money. This is a new company that you've put together. It is, yes. We're only you. You speak to us when we are literally only about six months old. Wow. To be honest with you, okay. yeah. So we're very new. Um, it's but it's been an evolutionary process. There wasn't really a light bulb moment. Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, but as I said, in the nineteen nineties, I I did give advice a go. I enjoyed what I did, but I wasn't old enough to handle what I was doing properly. Um, but it's as a result, it's kind of always sat there in the back of my head as. How could I do that? When can I do that? When am I going to fit into that position and be able to 
help people because ultimately, you know, I'm fairly extrovert. I love meeting people. I love helping people. Um, and I guess if there was a light bulb moment or definitely an acceleration of the idea, it probably came just after RDR. Mm-hmm. Um, retail distribution review has definitely impacted people who are average Joes who have a decent amount of money, but not, you know, they're not a millionaire being chased down by all of the investment banks and advisors and, and, and product providers and fund managers. They've just got 50, 100, 150,000 pounds kicking around. They're a bit unsure. Mm-hmm. They're making inappropriate decisions at the moment because even the banks can't pick them up properly. Sure. Um, and I think probably that started to accelerate it. But then I have to say that our lovely Chancellor, um, George Osborne, ex-Chancellor. Ex-Chancellor. Say, yeah, um, George Osborne and his lovely um, bomb underneath the annuity market um, in 2014, really that was when... First of all, Pensions Freedom offered a much greater opportunity for where the advice was going to go. Mm-hmm. It also offered me um, the time and the place and the, and, and the opportunity to spend, to concrete what we wanted to do around that business. Um, and indeed, has opened up the whole advice area to new ideas, really, I think. Mm-hmm. And all that coming together in one place means that right now we're sitting on a six-month-old business um, which is beginning to pick up really rather well. Yeah, we're really pleased. Really and what pleased. and what's the elevator pitch for Simplified Money? What does Simplified Money do in a nutshell? Gosh, there so, were so many cliches in that question, yeah. weren't there? <laughs> um, simplified Money has been set up to help people who probably can't get help anywhere else. Okay. We believe that everybody in the business deserves to have a dream about retirement, but unless you've got a significant amount of money, it's very difficult to get financial advice, regulated advice. So we've set up a business which offers fixed price wealth checks Mm -hmm. and advice services that will just help you get a simple answer to a simple question if that's what you need. Um, And I'm not sure there's a huge number of other places in the market you can go to get that right at this point. I think we're quite unique. Okay, and and let's just... um just explain what the difference between a fixed price would be from yourselves and what people might expect to spend with a, a, a different financial advisor. Okay. So um, if we're talking about our average client is going to have probably about £100,000. They're going to have one or two pensions. Um, they might have the odd ISA and a little bit of savings behind them and possibly equity in the house kind of goes without saying. Yeah. We will deal with them for less than £300. Okay. That they'll get all the forecasts about what their money's going to do for them. They'll get clear advice about how to take control about of that and enhance it. And we will also set them up with some low-cost solutions, recommendations that will help them enhance that even further, mm-hmm. um, depending on what their situation is. But that will do that for three hundred pounds. And what would what would you expect to pay if I was to go to a um, a non-fixed price advisor? Would they just pay time? Obviously, yeah. No, well, I would imagine so. Um, I'll be honest. We're kind of positioning it where um, a regular advisor is probably charging somewhere around three quarters of a percent to one and a half percent, depending mm-hmm. on what the proposition is. Yeah. Um, we would suggest we probably therefore break even on that at an investor who's got around fifty thousand pounds. We then become cheaper. Right. Okay. That's quite interesting, and and uh, you, you're absolutely right. It's not a concept that I've come across before. Uh, people do seem to be either charging an hourly rate or a percentage of um, funds under investment. What's the reaction been from your first wave of customers in your first six months? Um, pretty good, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, if we've had any challenges, it's been misconceptions about what we do okay. um, and having us labelled with every advisor in the 
place really mm-hmm. um whereas what we found is once we start having conversations with people small businesses has probably been the biggest thing because right. auto at the moment because we can go in and help small auto um, small businesses set up auto enrollment schemes again we start at 300 pounds to do them an assessment as to which scheme they should have right um and i think they're just quite astounded at what they get for that really um some people obviously have very good advisors in place and i'm not i'm not saying anything about people who already help people out and what they can do but um, we're we're picking up a lot of people who've never known, and this auto enrollment's been thrown at them, and they're like, ah, our accountant <laughs> can't help. What do we do? What do we do? And that's probably where we've had the most um, traction. And then off the back of that, employees working for those firms are beginning to pick us up to do the three hundred pounds assessment, or even get that paid by their employer, um, and and then that's beginning to filter out through friends. So um, the odd. We are getting the odd bit of traction around, obviously, just our advertising and our, our social media presence. But ultimately, face to face is winning, as it as you would expect, and and local B two B is is winning so far. That's uh, that actually leads me into what I was going to ask you next. You mentioning there of your social media and your marketing. Obviously, you're a new business. You've only been around for six months, uh, but with your marketing background, I, I imagine you had quite a strong marketing plan in place uh-huh. as you came up to launch. Just talk me through how you went about launching Simplified Money. You know, was it a was it a big marketing splash? Was it PR? Was it social media? Talk me through what you did. Okay, we spent. You see the logo. You see the proposition in terms of visual. We spent some money on that with a marketing agency that I've used in previous employee, um, AML, who have done a great job. You're right. I, I love him. I think he's uh, Simplified Simon. We call him. I think he's great, <laughs> and he's so adaptable. They've done a really good job. Um, we're now running with that, obviously. Um, we then basically had to get the name out in, in as cost-effective a way as possible. Social media has been a big part of what we do. Right. Um, I will confess a year ago I didn't know as much about Twitter. I didn't even know a fraction of what Twitter can do compared to what I know now. And we're still learning every single day of what we can do with it and what we can do with all the social media platforms. Mm. But we've concentrated around... Um, social media wise we've concentrated around Facebook primarily and Twitter Mm -hmm. is the biggest we do a little bit on LinkedIn um, but the B2B work we've done has really been in the local area and Mm -hmm. we are using a PR guy to do some work for us um, with a few newspapers in the local area and then um, the rest of it's been face to face the usual networking things that you can do which is cost effective Um, we've experimented with a couple of things but as you and I both know, marketing backgrounds, you need to hit these people five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times at the same time in order for them to even remember what your name is, let alone understand what you do. So um, I would suggest we are, we've, we've had the biggest hit in B2B to start with simply for that reason because we've been able to do that. Yeah, again, I think we're, we're in this perfect world at the moment now where marketing that used to be effectively exclusive to companies with deep pockets is really just now available to everybody. You know, yeah. you don't have to spend thousands and thousands of pounds on marketing to actually be quite successful. You know, Facebook ads properly targeted can be extremely, uh, extremely successful. And and as you say, Twitter, um, Twitter's a learning curve. Social media's a learning curve. We all discover different things at different times. But the local element of Twitter is really quite remarkable. And sometimes people think that Twitter's a promotional channel when, in fact, it's social media. And social media is all about engagement. But some of the things that I quite like to do is to use Twitter search to find out what people are 
saying in my local area, what questions people are asking in my local area. So I might type the word marketing question mark so that Twitter knows I'm looking for questions and then near Edinburgh and I'll get a load of tweets back with people asking questions about marketing in the Edinburgh area. So I can Uh then answer those tweets and I don't say, if you want an answer, phone me up and I'll charge you £100 an hour for it. You just answer yeah. people's questions. Oh, you might want to read this article by Seth Godin or you might want to yeah. read this article by Mike Marcus Sheridan. And that's engaging. And it gets people it gets people to know you and to like you and to trust you. And then eventually they may, if they're thinking of um, actually launching a business or doing some marketing themselves, you might be at the forefront of their mind just when when you need it most. And they may actually then engage you to help them do the marketing properly so i think yeah. that the, the social media aspect of all of this is is really quite fascinating really quite fascinating yes yeah it's been a, it's it, it's been in, in actual fact the way you the way you've said that twitter has been the most um successful for us so far i mean the people who are coming in from there are spending you know you look at the analytics and they're they're well above even um any of the other social media platforms in terms of how much time they spend so it must be something to do with what we're doing on that platform compared mm-hmm. to the others possibly um, mm-hmm. whether our targeting is better on there i don't know but so that's what we're learning that's literally what we're learning every day but so far it's been the most successful by far mm-hmm. and what are, what would you say were the big challenges that you faced setting up simply simplified money i think probably going back to a bit of misconception Um, and um, misconception we spoke to a lot of people obviously about how we were going to set it up FCA authorization all of that kind of thing Um, and there was a bit of misconception about what we were trying to do and how we were trying to do it because Mm -hmm. the advisor model is fairly fixed and it's very set and those guys are really successful in the way they do things and there's this little upstart that comes along and goes yeah we're going to charge 300 quid and they're like you are joking me how are you going to do that (laughs) Um, so there's been a bit of misconception from the industry from that point of view and getting making sure we're working with the right people but also probably customer side you go out there with a mass mass maybe not yet but it will be um and you've got the distrust of the banks against you you've got the distrust of advisors against you you've got the whole conversation about fees and fund management against you all these things need to be faced up to um, and we need to get our campaigning voice effectively through all that noise in order to start converting people around to what we're actually doing. So that's probably been the biggest challenge. It's a big old world out there, and we're only a little tiny little company shouting from the corner. So. And do you think that the that misconception um, from the fact you've been saying, we'll do all of this for £300, is the mis- misconception that because it's a fixed fee, and some people might think that that's quite a low amount, and therefore it might not be as good advice as you might get from a, an advisor where you might be spending thousands of pounds um yes i think it's i think they think we can't do the work in the time that that covers basically i think and the average advisor will turn around and go you are joking you can't do what we need to do in the time you've got mm-hmm. but in answer to your question we are a restricted proposition there is no way we could run this business at that price mm-hmm. without being but i do not believe that we need to have independent financial advice for the people that we're talking to in mm-hmm. every single area and what we do have in place is effectively like a, a referral level at which if you've got this or that or the other we are not suitable for you we are suitable for people who've got fairly straightforward needs um, they just need to know what to do with extra money or get themselves sorted so that everything is working as efficiently as possible what we're not doing is estate planning trust set up that's held separately and certainly wouldn't be able to be possible for 300 pounds mm-hmm. and we also just we, we target retirement 
it's retirement planning or, or you turning your growth into income. So we're not we're also not really worried about we're certainly not going to be dealing with offshore planning and um, trying to get lots and lots of wealth into different places. So, are, are you doing protection life insurance? We are doing protection, but it's yeah. not it's not a target. We're not selling on that that mm-hmm. um, area. We're we kind of obviously when we come across that we have to advise, and that's exactly what we'll do. It's a whole of market proposition from that point of view, mm-hmm. but it's just not. Um, uh, it's not targeted that way, and and the list of products that we will sell on the end of it are, are restricted. But of course, what you've done is you've identified a segment of customers, a segment of clients, and you've created a business model that addresses their needs. As a, as a business model, that's an absolutely appropriate approach mm-hmm. to meeting the needs of that particular segment. And and I think that if more people thought about segmentation and creating a, a great engaging experience for that particular segment, then to me, that's one of the key ways that the financial services sector is going to grow into the future. I think that's true. I think that's true. I think um, what we're effectively doing is sitting between those robo-advisors that just give guidance and the people who do the whole of market, independent, trust planning, millionaires. In the middle there, we can sit quite happily, give people perfectly suitable, very good advice, um, but not charging the earth to do that. And therefore, hopefully, we'll just bring people in that would never even have looked for advice in the first place because 300 quid is affordable for most people. So you've been out there for six months, Leslie. You started off with some social media marketing. What would you say has been your most successful um, result to date? Gosh, what's our most successful result? Um, that's a very good question. I think I think we're just seeing the whole thing as being a progression towards expanding our um, circle of influence I guess or our circle of no, um, uh, awareness mm-hmm. that's that's basically I think um, if I'm if I'm going to talk individually it would be um, about how we're managing to m- work within the budgets we've got and get some decent results out of that I think and compared to you know when I'm running 10 million quid or something for a big fund manager compared to now it's a bit of a change how do you turn around and go oh, but I, I, it's all about me and the guy next door is you know we haven't got hundreds of people here and i haven't got loads of money um so i think that from that point of view we're being very very efficient um in terms of where we thought the business was going to be we're pretty much bang on um we knew it was going to be quiet to start with our plans are kind of three years out in, in terms of being being able to measure the real success of this and right now we're just making sure it's staying on track and we're very happy with the way that it's going. So, What would be the one thing that you would like the listeners of the Marketing and Finance podcast to take from the experiences you've had launching Simplified Money? I think probably, well, the one big thing, I guess, in terms of how people might think about promoting their own business is probably about how to find your voice and making sure you find your voice. Mm. Because once you've got a voice, um, it's it's much easier to build on each other, and I think we we have found our voice now. We're, you know, we had an idea what that voice was going to be from the outset, and I think that's really helped. Um, but the other thing, I guess, that we have done all along as well, and we are never stopping learning. I'm listening to everybody. I mean, I you know, I we met through a podcast you did with a an amazing couple of guys who are running a marketing agency and <laughs> yes. doing a very good job of it. Yes. And, you know, and they, I will listen to anybody and, and particularly people like that because you just learn so much off them. You can try things out and go, oh, yeah, my God, look how well that works. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's, really, it's really good. And thinking about um, your background in marketing, Leslie, and all the experience you've had working for different sorts of companies, it's always nice to look at 
what other people are doing. So has there ever been has there been a marketing campaign or a product or a or a service or something that you've seen over the last year that's made you sit down and think, wow, that's great. I'd love to I'd like to emulate that or it's just impressed me. Tell me about an example of something that's wowed you that you've seen. Um, okay, um, I, to be fair, um, let's brush over the meerkats. Obviously, they're older than a year anyway. Um, I've always had them as a, um, I wanted to emulate them. They are cute. Um, they are cute. <laughs> they work so well. Um, but if I'm honest, and uh, with all due respect to the Prudential in the UK, Prudential in the US are unbelievable in the way they market to retirement clients. Mm. They um, they have had they had the four point zero one k run which they ran right across the states. Right. So you were and they rather than running for charity, you ran for yourself. Yeah. So you ran the four hundred one k and you put some money into your own pension mm-hmm. as a, as to reward yourself for completing it. Um, they they're constantly trying to remind people what day one of their retirement looks like. That's slightly older than a year to be honest. That particular thing, but they just the way they're trying to get people to focus on what retirement could look like. Mm. If you only just sort started to sort out your plan now, um, and that's what, to be fair, that is what we're trying to emulate. We're trying to say to people, you can dream about your retirement. This is a very long holiday. If you start dreaming about what you would do ten years off, mm. no Mondays, no emails, no bosses, that's going to got to motivate you to want to put some money in tomorrow, isn't it? You know, that's and so that's what we're trying to do to emulate them because I just think they're very. I'd love to be part of their marketing team. They've it's, obviously got millions to spend. <laughs> it, it's making it real, though, isn't it? It's turning a it's turning a, a concept that people probably don't think much about into a real situation, as you've just explained it there. You know, what would it be like to take 10 years off with no email and no interruptions? My goodness, some people might think that is, would be extremely boring. <laughs> <laughs> and what about and what about books, Leslie? Do you have any um, business books that you've read recently, again, have made you sit back and think, I've learned a lot from that, or that's really motivated me? Um, I haven't read a huge number. I've dipped in and out of lots, but there is one that I read, which transformed, to be honest, the way I work. David Allen, Getting Things Done. Yeah. Um, so my, like many, many people, I'm guessing the email inbox was full of stuff, you know, yesterday's stuff, today's stuff, stuff I haven't done yet, stuff I need to file, everything was in there. I know I walk away from the computer in the evening, there's one email in my inbox and that's it. It's the one I'm going to do first thing the next morning. That's it. It's, it's just... I, I think I spent two days after that, the particular um, company I was working for at the time, who knew me as quite a disorganised person. <laughs> I just took the whole desk, the whole cupboard, everything I had around me, I took it apart, refiled everything, and you won't believe what, how that frees up space in your brain to concentrate on what's really important rather than stuff that's just irking you because you can't forget it. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's been amazing. Leslie, it's been fascinating to talk to you today about the evolution of simplified money and the journey that you've been on establishing this fixed fee advice business. Probably a lot of people listening to the podcast are going to want to get in touch with you. So what is the best way that people should connect? Okay, so well, money, simplified money is on Twitter, money underscore simply. Um, we're on LinkedIn, simplified money. We're on uh, Facebook, simplified money. And I myself, um, unfortunately, my name changes a little bit around the place because I'm known as Leslie Hankin through most of the stuff I've done, but I recently got married. So you will find me on Leslie Hankin and you will find my own Twitter handle on that, but also Leslie James. 
is my married name, so that's coming up in front of my handle occasionally and may confuse things slightly. Leslie, it's been amazing to talk to you this afternoon. Really interesting to hear about your new business and where you're taking things. Let me wish you every success for the future and hopefully we'll get to meet in person at some point in the future. Thank you. Yes, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for listening to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF for links to the topics, apps and books we discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. If you are a business person, financial services professional or journalist and have a marketing or finance story to tell, please get in touch. You could be the next guest on the show. And do remember, nothing we talk about on the show is financial advice of any kind. It's just thoughts and opinions, okay?